Good morning, everyone. With me this morning are members of both the Juno Economic Development Council and the Downtown Business Association. From the council is Executive Director Brian Holst. From the association is Downtown Director Gina Morris. Good morning, you two. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Gina, tell us about the Downtown Business Association. What do you do? You're a nonprofit, right? We are a nonprofit, and we exist to support and advocate on behalf of our membership for a vibrant and sustainable downtown Juno. So we are responsible for the downtown walking map, and we have an ambassador program of some fabulous folks that actually reach out and distribute these maps to visitors to town and help make recommendations and give directions and push traffic straight to our membership's doorsteps all throughout the summer months. And then we also do marketing campaigns to help let folks that live in town know what's going on downtown, how to get a hold of us, and all the wonderful happenings. You know, when I was down at the docks this past summer, I saw some DBA folks actually handing out stuff to the visitors. So tell us about that kind of activity. Wonderful. Yeah. So you saw some of our ambassadors and the ambassador program is something that we have relaunched and revamped this year and will grow substantially next year as well. Um, these are locals that are greeting everybody that comes off the ships with a smile, giving them our maps and specifically giving these directions and recommendations to create a wonderful environment of joyful Juno. This is what we have here. This is what we'd like to share with you. And this is how I can make a personal recommendation for what you need and what you'd like to see in your short time while you're visiting us. Now, Gina's not the only one in the studio. We got you here, Brian. <laughs> and I understand both of your guys' organizations come to work together from time to time. But what brings you, your organizations together? Well, the partnership with the Downtown Business Association and JDC has been a, an outstanding partnership, uh, certainly from our point of view. You know, JDC, we're focused on Juno's economy in general, and we really don't get into, um, you know, specific spots of, of a community, of the community. With the exception of downtown, there is just strong evidence that a really strong and vibrant downtown makes for a stronger local economy. Uh, not to mention the critical role of having a really strong downtown to making sure that our legislature, uh, you know, we, we serve as the most effective and enjoyable, and productive capital city possible. So that's the nature of our, our partnership. We've been partners, formal partners uh, for 10 years. Now we're co-located in the same place, but the DBA and the JDC both have their independent boards and are distinct organizations, but we collaborate. Now, Gina, I wanted to come back to your organization welcoming these visitors when they come to Juno. Highlight the importance of that industry for our community. Well, I think it's vital to bring new folks into town and show them what Juno has to offer, what makes our area unique, the culture unique, the arts, the businesses, the region itself, what is special about Juno and communicating that message in an effective way helps bring more business in the future, return visitors, or perhaps expands what they plan to do when they're here. It helps to support the small businesses that are making a living in the downtown area right on the docks and their collaboration with the cruise industry and the folks that are coming in on those boats is vital to the health of the downtown area. I understand you're new in your position. You seem to be pretty well acclimated by now. <laughs> Why, thank you. Well, I have a bit of experience. I owned and operated a boutique and gallery space in downtown Portland that was open for 10 years. I've been in the small business support 
business for the better part of 20 years now. I worked for the Pacific Northwest College of Art, Oregon College of Art and Craft, teaching business to artists. My background is actually in the arts and I really am passionate about supporting small businesses and I've organized a neighborhood association very similar to some of the goals that the DBA has in Portland. So I'm hoping to bring that unique skill set to this position. And so coming to Juno and with your experience, what do you see we have to offer? Oh, there's so much that Juno has to offer. The Again, I, I, I hate to keep using the word unique, but it's true. This is the actual definition of a, a space that doesn't exist in many other cities where you have the vibrancy of an international hub, a capital city, the arts and culture that is unique to this area, the vibrant culture of our history, the small businesses that exist here and nowhere else because of the industry that we live in and the areas that we live in, excuse me. It's something that we can talk about with pride and promote very authentically because everybody here that works and loves this place wants to share that story with other people and give them a wonderful experience. Now, we recently had our first full season since the pandemic this past year. Of course, last year we had a semi-season, but what do you have to share about this year's season? What observations? Well, you know, I think everybody was feeling very excited to the bustle and busyness of downtown to be back. We had the ships at about 70% capacity or so, about 74%, I believe. So that is great. I think everyone was feeling a little bit overwhelmed at first because there has been such a lull over the last two years, but that being so busy is a good problem to have. And everybody was looking forward to that ball being rolling again and then leaping right back into another season next year where we're ready at full capacity. Of course, soon uh, our season will be fully ended here on the 18th when we'll see our last ship and that'll bring us into the fall and winter months. So I'm curious, are you guys doing anything for that time? We sir are. The Halloween weekend of Fall Family Fun is coming up on Saturday and Sunday, October 29th and 30th. It's the Downtown Pumpkin Patch Scavenger Hunt. You can bring the kids or the adults downtown to find all the pumpkins and they're going to be either in the windows or inside the businesses themselves. If you find five of them on your scavenger hunt card, you can turn in your card for a chance to win some of our wonderful prizes. We've got some great stuff coming, such as the Reel Em In Fishing Game, a DIY Rainbow Figures art set donated by the Imagination Station, a four-pack of rhubarb sodas from Amalga Distillery, and a grand prize donated by Alaska Knife Works of a singing machine, which is a Wi-Fi karaoke machine to help keep the kids busy through the winter months. And And then, of course, on Halloween, which is Monday the 31st, Kindred Post has organized their annual trick-or-treating downtown. So from 2 to 6 p.m., just follow the orange balloons. Wow. And and the little pumpkins, right? Well, of course, the pumpkins. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll get our fill of Halloween. What after that? Well, after that, there's going to be a few things. We've got public market, of course, coming up the weekend after Thanksgiving. That goes from the 25th through the 27th and then gallery walk will be happening on december 2nd it will actually be slightly expanded this year to gallery walk weekend so friday night we'll have all the fun and entertainment you've come to love saturday will be a family fun day geared toward folks that have kids and maybe want to come back down on a day that isn't quite as crowded and have a chance to get around town and do some fun stuff with kiddos Is there anything you'd like to add before we go into a break? Absolutely. If you'd like more information, visit downtownjuno.org for more information, or you can contact me directly at downtownjuno at gmail.com. And Brian, anything from you? I just want to say the DBA is 
putting together some spectacular lights. I know that it's an exciting project they worked really hard on, and we're hoping to see them see a brighter downtown uh, late this winter. Very good. Well, I will go ahead and get us to the break. We'll be right back. And we're back. We've got Brian Holst with us still here from the JEDC. We were speaking to the Downtown Business Association in the first part of the program. We got to hear from their downtown director, Gina Morris. And after hearing her anecdotes about this season, Brian, I was wondering about how our economic picture looks here in Juneau. And I understand you've got such data ready. We do. Well, it was specifically around downtown. The, it turns out that, the, as, as Gina mentioned, the visitors came in. We're right about the 2018 level. We're not quite back to 2019. Uh, but next year, um, if it is projected to be perhaps a record number of, of visitors on large cruise ships. So that's that's good. In general, we have our issued our economic indicator report. We annually do a compilation of, of the, the key data in Juno's economy. That's available online at um, uh, jdc.org, and you can also download it. I want to give a shout out to the Department of Labor and our research team. James Chang led our, our um, this project. Robin Mezdeg leads that team. They do a great um, task of compiling lots of information and then trying to put it into a format that is uh, easily understood by by folks here in Juneau to make decisions. Now, I'll go ahead and correct myself. This is not data from this year we're in right now. This is last year's data, correct? There, there's a smattering of this year's data, but you're right. The, thanks for thanks for clarifying that. It, it has a full, complete 2021, and then as much data as we can through 2022, but but it does kind of look back um, at lots of key data. Though, we, though it is a, a, any data that we have for 2022, we put in there to try to make it as up-to-date as possible. Now, last year, like we mentioned with Gina, we had that limited season, but there were some relief resources that had come to town. Could you tell us how that all panned out? Yeah. So what we see is that in 2021, Juno's economy essentially is, um, in terms of levels of overall sales, levels of employment, is pretty close to being back to normal, um, which is good, uh, given that uh, not, notwithstanding that many businesses did suffer, there was a tremendous amount of, of relief. And in the aggregate, we're seeing that Juno is is sort of back on track again. It's unfortunate we're not at our any of our peaks when we look at peak employment for the state jobs. You have to go way back to when I was in high school, which was, you know, not quite 40 years ago, but pretty close. Uh, we're, we're, we're incredibly at about the same level, which which is the result of 10 straight years of declines in state jobs in Juneau. That is not a positive indicator. Um, in terms of uh, overall private sector employment, we've seen that um, grow over the years, but we're not back to those levels. We peaked in 2018, we're not quite back to our private sector levels. And our population, that peaked in 2015, so we are off by a little bit in, in our population as well. So it's hard to be, um, overly cheerful about June's economy. I think we, we have some, we're on a solid footing, but uh, there, it, we're, not, uh, we're not as strong as, as we should be. Tourism is strong, our core industry, mining sector is strong. It's, it's wonderful that Kensington Mine, uh, the Forest Service has approved their, um, their tailings program. So it looks like they're likely to have another 10 years of mine life and, and 10 years of mine life could mean 
20, 30 years, but but they have a, a longer mine life out ahead of them. They're able to increase their production, which is good for Juno. Mm-hmm. Hecla Mine is, uh, has been doing really well, continues to do um, really well. They have our highest paying jobs in our, in our economy. Uh, those are also strong, strong sectors. And we're seeing, um, of course, the vibrant arts and culture sector, not huge numbers of jobs, but it's but they're growing and and headed in the right direction. The the seafood industry comes and goes with the harvest, uh, but overall it is one of Juno's largest uh, private employers. When you add them all up with the people that work in um, harvesting and processing, they, they represent seven eight hundred jobs um, here in our community. Those sectors are are solid. Um, where I know you're going to go is. <laughs> is what are some of the challenges what are some of the challenges and some of the challenges what we're really seeing is housing is becoming um a a barrier for growth in juno uh you know we are seeing you know we, we talked about our juno population not growing it's a in the last decade it has grown about 800 people uh but not it's not growing fast and we are seeing our elder population grow which is something that we all wanted as a community. We, we were excited and committed to allowing seniors to, to live and age in Juneau, and we've been successful um, in doing that. Um, a little bit because we've created some facilities um, for our seniors, but also because seniors are choosing to stay in their homes, which is great. One of the downsides of that is they're not giving up those homes for um, younger people and families to occupy. So we're finding that despite a growing housing stock, we don't have enough housing um, for our community. And that was part of a recent research paper from JEDC, right? Yep, we specifically looked at that, that housing element and then in the indicator report, we continue to um, explore that that issue. And, and a lot of phenomena that are kind of pushing against us, people across the nation tend to wanna be less house sharing, more people want to live alone. Uh, the, we, we over, it's easier to well, we don't so, produce as much low-income housing mm. as we need. We produce a lot of middle-income housing, uh, which makes it great for the middle-income person, but there are just fewer and fewer options for uh, the, the worker to find their first home. Because there's folks who all all the family live inside one home, but what happens when all the family move out and then you're just left with one person? Right. So we need to, we need to figure out in this high-cost environment, land is expensive. Uh, as we all know, it's hard to build on in Juneau. We, the challenge, uh, we're not pretending that we have the easy solutions. The challenge is how do we produce more, more housing? There are some exciting projects. We know the city assembly is, is uh, aware of the challenges. We just need to invite all of our developer friends to um, keep building. And, and this this indicators report that's up on the website, right? Correct. Okay. And moving on to another uh, another topic here, Brian, I saw the announcement for nominations to the Alaska Innovators Hall of Fame, and I know JEDC helps in that program. So tell us about it. Yeah, that's a that's a statewide program. The State Committee on Research with the University of Alaska promotes the Innovators Hall of Fame. December 16th is the deadline. And what we're looking for are nominations of Alaskans that have contributed invention that has had a positive impact on Alaska's economy. And they can be current inventions, but they can also be historical inventions. Um, it, it's, it's just an effort to uh, recognize and celebrate the innovations that occur um, in our state, encourage people to continue to, to be innovators. And so the website, it's on the University of Alaska 
Fairbanks uh, University Alaska System website at the State Committee on Research. You can find a link at our website as well. Okay. And to talk about uh, also other possible projects that could come out of investing. I remember in top in past programs, we talked about angel investing. And yes. Do you have an update for that? We do. It, we do an angel investment, um, an angel conference every year. This conference this year is going to happen here in Juneau. In the spring, we move the conference around from Anchorage to Fairbanks to Juneau. But it's always basically the same. It's, it's a group of Alaskans looking for investing into Alaskan businesses. So if you are an entrepreneur looking to uh, receive a capital investment, the angel investment, the angel conference is an option for you. But more important, we're looking for investors. We're looking for people that um, are interested in assisting businesses by providing capital, which can be invested into Alaskan small businesses. And the amounts are five to $10,000. Um, you need to uh, uh, attend some of these sessions to learn about it. And then there's some formalities that you need to go through to to form part of the investment group. But essentially the group um, learns about businesses, makes investment as a group into an Alaskan business. And we do at least one per year. Very good. Now, Brian, I'm going to go ahead and have you put on your school board vice president hat for just but a moment because I saw that on the calendar there's a community meeting today. today. There is, yes. Uh, so the Juno School District has a strategic plan for from 2020 to 2025. First, as soon as we approved the plan, you know, COVID happened. So uh, we may have done this anyway, but especially as we sort of emerge from from these last couple of years, we want to revisit the plan that we put together for the district and get community input. So tonight at Thunder Mountain High School at five o'clock is, is a session, an opportunity for the public to um, see the plan as it is and help us to evaluate what changes we might want to consider uh, to strengthen our schools over the next few years. And that was that, that plan was originally from 2020, right? It was 2020. We adopted it just as the pandemic started. And yes. I was going to say, this is starting to sound familiar. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. <laughs> you were there, Kevin. Thank you for your service. But but what are some of the focuses just to get folks up to speed? Yep. We the plan, we divided the plan into four big areas, equity, achievement, partnerships, and relationships. And I could explain any of those. Achievement is the more typical concept we think about. We got to get our kids reading and, and critically important. Um, equity is we, we recognize that in the Juno School District, not all of our kids do well across the board, right? We have gaps and we've done a great job, not a perfect job, we're not there yet, but we've done a, a really good job of, of making strides for our native population and our lower income population so that they perform more similar to populations um, or more or our middle class and upper class population. It's a lot of work to do, but making progress. Um, relationships that's really critical we're seeing so many needs of our of our kids in our on our schools so this helps to bring um, an understanding that it's about its names not numbers uh, you know we, we 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 really need to focus on the individual needs of students we're fortunate that we have several programs in the Juno school district that really um, try to right size to get kids in a program that works well for them. And finally, the fourth dimension of the plan is partnerships. This school district, like any school district, can't do well without huge, strong community partnerships. And there are so many incredible partnerships from our native um, 
partners that bring in uh, and just incredible amount of, of resources and talent and understanding and cultural awareness to our many business partners that um, make our, our our athletic programs and our activities success, our arts partners that enrich so many activities that we have um, throughout the year. The city borough of Juneau itself, you know, we we benefit from an incredibly generous local government that supports. Um, so many activities, just even the ballot measure, which I know it's not official yet, but it does look look like um, the 1% sales tax, which includes some support for early education. It doesn't come directly to the Juneau School District, but supports- Childcare. Supports childcare, right. Yeah. Supports the, the whole concept of, if, they, if these kids are better prepared to, to enter kindergarten, they're gonna do better um, in their in their K-12 oh, yeah. experience. And a bond package to, to repair some of the facilities out yeah. at uh, um, Adair Kennedy, which is also, Fantastic! Just love Juno. Really, Juno. We're really fortunate. If you're family, you live in a community that really, really supports um, our kids, our and our, our schools. Well, with that, Brian, I think we'll call it a close. <laughs> okay, thanks so much. But that meeting is tonight at 5 p.m. If you want to give your two cents about that strategic plan. But for right now, we're coming to a close here. This is Kevin Allen for Action Line signing off. <laughs>